yo, 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 what's good, what's good? Welcome to another edition of Politrick, only on the Got What You Need Network. Be sure to um, support the other podcasts on the network, Ian Friends, Life and Love, the Blackmail Podcast, um, and the Encourage and Inspire Podcast as well, and um, more quality content um, is sure to come. And be looking out for that exposed TV show, man. I know we announced it a long time ago, but it's going to be even bigger than what we spoke about before. But we're going to talk about that a little later. Let's get into what we're going to talk about now. Um, it's been a rough, let's say, two or three weeks for, for Governor Ron DeSantis. Some stuff um, self-inflicted and some just horrible, horrible luck. But it just all makes for just some bad times for him. So we'll see. Um, Horrible story out in New Jersey as well, man. Um, 14 former um, correction officers at the Etna Mahan Correctional Facility in Clinton, New Jersey, in Hunterdon County, were indicted, man, on... um, some serious assault charges. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, man. And just this um, Brett Favre, and I know it, it's not only about him, but because he was the most, I guess, affluent, most famous, and probably the richest person that got any money. His name is at the top. And the story is, just so much more uglier than like every time something we find out something else about this story it just makes Brett Favre look worse as a human being like all not all a lot of rich people you know don't want to spend their own money. They use their money to attract other funds to pay for their pet projects. And if Brett Favre had done that, you know, this we, this wouldn't even be a story. It would be kind of business as usual. Um, some aren't as honest and they find ways to get funds not meant for them for their projects and they usually come from supplemental programs and and things like that where um, the people that are being denied likely wouldn't even know they were being denied anything you know what I'm saying um but like in this case, right? And and let me just backtrack a little bit. Imagine how unlucky you have to be, right? That the only reason your name is now all over like national news, like and everything, right, is because there were people assigned to find out why the poorest state in the union that was getting 
the most federal funds like per person wasn't showing any signs of improvement of getting like any area of the state out out of poverty and they were just trying to find out you know were there better ways to use the money um maybe the way that the money was being implemented wasn't really helping you know just normal stuff and then to find out that not only was the money being misused but it was being misused by the former governor and some of the most affluent Mississippians um um, I don't know. It, I, I can't really find any reason. Like I was about to say, I could see if you was like, it's bad, but it's horrible that it was for a volleyball stadium. But then you saying, I thought you said like he did something else. We already heard about this. But then he used his charity to raise, I believe it was $130,000. And his charity is supposed to be to help um, disadvantaged um, children in the state. And that money was funneled um, to his alma mater um, athletic program. Um. It's one thing to, like, try to get your people, your your buddies, your friends, or people that you may have some power over to to do something, right? But it's, one, it's, it's another thing to say. You, you're not going to take no for an answer. And then um, you got a, a text message where I believe it was the former governor saying, you know, hey, this might be illegal and like I'm I'm too old to go to prison and um and then we find out you know Brett Favre first said he didn't know where the money came from and now it's saying hey um will the media or can the media find out and if they do will they know where the money came from and ah man like everybody in this not everybody at least Brett Favre, former Governor Bryant, um, and his staff knew what they were doing. Um, Marcus Dupree, just to his, not to his credit, but I just want to put all the information out there, has recently made a statement that he didn't know that the money was coming from state welfare funds. So... Now, <laughs> he either, you know, he he really doesn't have to do anything. But I, if 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 you're gonna make a statement, then I believe now you have to provide paperwork, um, communications, and and whatnot to support that. To say that hey, you thought you were getting getting you know, money for whatever services or um, whatever he was inquiring about and you had no idea that these were um, misappropriated funds 
and and, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. But I, I just I want to just keep harping on this story because once again, like I said before, it gets worse and worse. Um, y'all heard about the recent water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. Now it's alleged that the former governor blocked money, federal funds that were meant directly to improve the Jackson water system. So now, where did that money go? So, what we're finding out, man, is all this time we was looking at Mississippi and what's wrong with y'all? And, you know, I understand it's bad and whatever, whatever. And, you know, it's bad in a lot of places. Like, why can't y'all get it together? And and not me, not, you know, but you hear people saying that. Like, my, my family... My mother's side of family is from Mississippi, a city called Greenwood. Um, so, you know, um, my um, my cousin, true story, threw to Jerry Rice in college. My aunt tutored him when he was in college, you know, when he went when he went to Mississippi Valley State. So um, my family's Mississippi roots are, are, are deep. So. This for me, man, like is it, it, is horrible. Like it could happen. It could have happened in Alabama, Tennessee, and it'd be the same thing. But to know that a lot of people in my family left there, like man, uh-uh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you know, Uncle George. You know, he, he he got stuff going on in New Jersey. I'm moving up there with him. I'm gonna start me a life. And me a family up there, I'm not, you know, I'm not grown, I'm not bringing no kids into this world, Mississippi, and um, even my aunts and uncles who did still moved um, to New Jersey, man. So, but enough about my family history. I, it's it's just horrible, man. That um, one of the most affluent and famous um, Mississippi athletes is probably responsible for at least the last 15 10 to 15, nah, 15 to 20 years of of their their demise and and um and their inability to um to be able to make any type of um In any type of progress in that state, excuse me, you know, and and to know, like, once again, that it wasn't just some government employees, maybe underpaid, whatever, that were um, doing this, that these were people who... <laughs> didn't need the money but only did this because they could and because of greed. Um, and, and, and in Brett Favre's case, just straight laziness. You telling me somebody with his name, even with the, the baggage he was carrying before now, even with that baggage, you telling me somebody with his name 
couldn't raise five million dollars or somewhere close to that. You know, and then possibly that if you raise half or more than half of that, then, you know, apply for a federal grant or something to get the rest or um, anyway, man, it. It it just makes that it just makes the story just even that much worse and um, all I'm gonna say, man, is just prepare, just prepare for for this story to get uglier and uglier and uglier. And at first, I thought this might just be um, something that would just end his career as a public figure, but um, Brett Favre could possibly go to prison and that he ain't ready for parchment (laughs) if you ever watch in the heat of the night yeah like he he ain't ready for that man so uh, that's all i'm gonna say all right um 14 officers man including the top official were indicted over a violent attack and the cover-up at the um, Aetna Mahan, New Jersey Women's Prison. That's the only prison for um, women in the state of New Jersey. Um, this, this, this story um, had been going on for a couple of years. Um, and it, it came from an um, incident in, um, on January 12th in 2021. And they said that teams donning riot gear marched into the when marched into the um, prison's rest, restorative housing unit. <laughs> and I know I fucked that word up. <laughs> and began forcibly removing prisoners. Multiple multiple inmates involved in the forced extraction told um, New Jersey advanced media that prison administrators and medical staff were also present during the violent encounter. Um, the indictment led to a probe by the State Office of Public Integrity and, and Accountability, which brought the charges against 14 officers and staff. The charges against the 14 are conspiracy, official misconduct, aggravated assault, and tampering with public records. Um, those um, accused are and assumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law are Sean St. Paul, 56 in Newark, Ryan Valentin, 44 of Bloomfield, Etna Molina, 44 of East Brunswick, Amir E. Bathia, 37 of Springfield, Andrea Bridges, 45 of North Plainfield, Anthony Valvano, 40 of Boundbrook, Brandon Burgos, 22 of Roseland, Louis A. Garcia, 25 of Nutley, um, Corey James, 33 of East Piscataway. He's from Piscataway. It's no east, west to Piscataway, y'all. Who did that shit? Um, Jose um, Irizzi, um 38 of Patterson, Desiree Lewis, 33 of Elizabeth, Gustavo Saramento, 29 of Maywood, Marika Sproul, 33 of West Orange, and Tara Wallace, 37 of Somerset. Um, This is according to NJ.com. And as of the time that they wrote this story, the attorneys of the, the accused could not be reached for comment. 
St. Paul, who was that at the time acting administrator of the prison, is the high end, highest ranking official charged in connection with the attack. Um, and just to further add to the story, the, the forced extraction controversy follows years of complaints from inmates at Etna Mahan about sexual and physical abuse that have led to charges against dozens of correctional police officers. Um, yeah, man, this story is developing. Um, once again, indictments don't, don't lead to guilt, but it does mean that there is a bunch of evidence, um, more evidence that they did this than they didn't. So, um, whew, crazy story. Let's see what happens from that. But once again, man, that's Aetna Mahan, um, Women's Correctional Facility. That's in Clinton, New Jersey. That's in Huntington County, um, Western um, New Jersey, um, along the Pennsylvania border. Um, 14 correctional officers um, indicted. And um, I guess they'll be going to court sometime in 2023. And we'll see what happens from there, man. Um, I started the show, well, um, started this broadcast talking about um, Ron DeSantis. Um, when I say he's had a horrible couple of weeks, um, he, he, he just has politically, all right? Imagine you decided that you were going to continue your racist ways and your power trip ways in, in um, Florida. So I believe it's Gassadin County. It's the only county in Florida in which there are um, more than 50% um, African-Americans um, in the county. Like, it's more than 50% um, African-American population um, in, the, in the county, right? And he um, decided that he would um, appoint one of his buddies to and, and place them on the county commissioner. So he was the only white and the only Republican on this board, whatever. People say, hey, boards need balance. Yeah, but boards don't need spies, babysitters, and, you know, and, and, and things like that as well. And, and in some cases, for some things to pass, um, you need unanimous approval through a county board. So you see how him purposely placing somebody on that board was wrong. But then... When this same appointee is then, then decides to resign and go into hiding because he hasn't made a comment as it is broadcast, his name is Jeffrey Moore, because a picture popped up with guess what, y'all? And I know you guessed it already, a Ku Klux Klan outfit on. So he just abruptly resigns, doesn't say anything. Um, no one from the governor's um, office has made a comment in regards to this. And, and to be clear, it's embarrassing. 
It's like everything that you were accused of with this appointment has come true and in the most embarrassing and racist type of way. So, you know, you're like, ah, whatever, man. You know, things, that's just par for the course these days, Sky. And I say, show you right. You're absolutely right. So then, I believe, I, and this is my theory of how this next part of Ron DeSantis' life came into fruition. Somebody on his staff was like, yo, Governor Abbott over there in Texas, he killing you with, with them buses, B. He's sending them buses to D.C. and New York, man. They going crazy. Oh, man, he's scoring major points with the base. You see it all over social media. They... They giving him ideas for other cities to send these buses to, man. You got to do something. So, one a few people from Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis' staff, excuse me, traveled over, I believe it was to San Antonio, hung out and hovered around one of the um, migrant processing centers, um, enticed a few people who were hungry, tired, hadn't slept in a bed and knowing how long, hadn't eaten a real meal and how long, don't have got any money, have any money, you know, don't know what's the next step. And then lie to them and tell them that you had, well, you know, I guess you didn't lie about the food and the money because they were fed, gave, given a few dollars, but then, then that you had work and shelter for them. But instead... Loaded 48 men, women, and children on a private jet. And I'm going to get to the, you know, who paid for it in the cost in a minute. And flew them to Martha's Vineyard, one of the most affluent um, areas in the country. But since the Obamas hang out there, you know, yeah, we'll just, we'll just send them there. <laughs> He's being sued for that, by the way. But it gets deeper. First of all, the cost, $650,000, all right? And that's taxpayer money. He didn't pay for that. He didn't raise that money. That money didn't come from GOP donors. But it did go to GOP donors. Where's my notes? Vitrol or Vetrol, however you want to pronounce it, Systems, Inc. This is a company out of Utah, but they have... Um, roots and the Florida Panhandle, and they were paid this money to um, for this political stunt. So basically, um, just to score political points and to try to one up a governor in a state which with an actual immigration problem. As much as I don't like um, Governor um, Abbott's antics. There is an immigration issue. And the issue is they don't want to process these people. Like, there's a process to seek asylum and let them have their day. And if their case is valid and who's ever deciding this decides to grant them, cool. If they don't, deport them. But to, but, but to um, purposely slow the process up 
and then point to Washington and point to Joe Biden, that that's the corny part for me. Like that's that's the part that like I can't I can't both sides that. You know, I, I just I just can't. Um but getting back to this money, right? Um once again, that's that's over half a million dollars of government funds. Um no, state funds, excuse me, Florida taxpayer funds that um were used for a political stunt, right? Now to the unfortunate part of Ron DeSantis' luck. First of all, um, our hearts and prayers from the entire network go out to the people of Florida and um, those, you know, outside of Florida who got people in Florida who are adversely affected by the storms, people in Fort Myers, Naples, oh man. Um, I think Sarasota, I saw some some damage that was just, Orlando got hit pretty hard as well. So, um, like I said, um, this part is no joking matter, but it it does go into Ron DeSantis' luck. So now, Florida has been hit with, I believe it's the fifth highest, I'm the fifth worst hurricane in U.S. history. And, of course, they're going to need federal funds to rebuild. So, people naturally point to the almost million dollars that was wasted for a political stunt. But then the hypocrisy gets deeper because before Ron DeSantis was governor, he was a um, U.S. representative out of Florida. And during the time after Hurricane Sandy, he was one of many who um, voted against Sandy Relief for the people of um, New York, New Jersey, um, Connecticut, and, and other places that were um, affected um, by it, right? But now, as governor, he's pleading to the government, as he should, as the governor of a state that's affected by storms, for what? Money. Now, shout out to Joe Biden, shout out to President Biden, excuse me, for for not being petty, not being as petty as I would. I would do the same thing that President Obama did to Chris Christie. I would go to the state and I'd be like, come on, man, ride on, ride, ride on the helicopter with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want this money? Be part of these photo ops. Straight up, I I I would be so petty. Oh man, I man, I spend a week down there. I man, I I visit as so as many places as I could. I would invite the governor to come along with me every step of the way. And the time that he said no, I would let the people know. Well, I asked the governor to come along too because you know. Um, you know, party cooperation is going to be key to rebuilding. And this is no time to, you know, be worried about photo ops or 
whatever. Um, you know, does it, do you think it looks good for me to be down here palling around with, with somebody that's taking so many shots at me? But as the president, I got to look past it. Oh, man, look. Whew, man, look. <laughs> Excuse me. I, man, look. I, I'm telling you. I Man, I would set up shop down there. It'll be um, Camp David South or something, man. I set up my whole operations down there from now until election day. And then I leave um, some of my staff down there to stay to make sure that things are being done correctly. Yeah, man, I totally, totally run this. But at the end of the day, man, um, it's going to take a long time to rebuild these areas in Florida, man. So for those who can, you know, please donate. If you know, you know, people and you can, you know, help them directly, you know, go ahead and, and do that as well. Because we all we all know um, like those funds get to the, the people who need it the most last. So if you if you have people who you can and you have the means and you can help directly you know, go ahead and, and do so, man. Um, like I said, um, Florida, it, it's going to be um, some months before um, it's areas of Florida that even resemble what, what they did. And, and then think of this. There are people, kids, who, you know, have homes to go to, but they don't have a school to go to. Or is kids that still, like, have to try to figure out, parents who still have to figure out how to send their kids to school, but don't even know where they'll be staying, you know, tonight or the next night or, or whatever, man. So, like I said, um, Hurricane Ian was no laughing matter. Um, I, I, just, I just bring it up to point out that when Natural disasters happen in red states. All those people who want to be fisc fiscally responsible never speak about how we're going to pay the money back. <clears throat> they just know that their constituents need the money, which, once again, I don't have a problem with. I, I just have an issue with why when like Hurricane Sandy was like one of the worst ever. You saw the damage. Like the the picture with um the boat next to the train trestle, like I can see that image from my back porch. Like this this we really went through that. And to have one of the people who was speaking against those funds getting to people up here to help them, you know, become whole again, to now be begging for federal funds now. Uh, it's the highest level of hypocrisy, but what's new <laughs> when it comes to um, this this new age GOP? This this MAGA GOP. So you already know what it is. All right, man. That's my time. Once again, be sure to check out all the podcasts on this network: the Blackmail Podcast, Ian Friends, Life and Love, the Encourage and Inspire Podcast. But you're now tuned into Politrick. And hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next week. Peace.